0: When people are looking up to you, when you're leading people, it's so important for me to not only live what I'm teaching and to live like the message that I'm preaching in a way to be the standard. You really do have to kind of live a certain way, Mm -hmm. discipline and commitment and dedication Mm -hmm. and everything else that goes into it, integrity and and core values Mm -hmm. and uh, characteristics that you have. Mm
1: You're listening to the Christoph Lewis podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening, I'm happy you're here. What's up my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 122, episode number 200. As you know, there are two segments within the podcast. There are the conversations. This episode, where I interview a guest, And then there are the contemplations where it's just me and I go over a topic that has made an impact in my life or the listeners lives that you all suggest to me. My guest today is none other than the great Nate Bailey. Nate is a speaker. Nate is a coach and he ran hundred miles in 29 hours. And that's just one of the crazy things we talked about today. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's so cool to hit 200 total episodes, the 122nd guest. I really appreciate your support. The best way to help out this podcast is to share it and to rate on iTunes. And honestly, just check out all the other amazing guests that I've been so humbled to have. Thank you so much for, your undying support i really appreciate it so without further ado let's get into it welcome to the Christoph lewis podcast create your
0: career yeah man thanks thanks for having me i'm excited to be here
1: oh my gosh i'm excited every single time i think it's going to be like my new tagline i think i say it every single episode your guest yeah, totally, I, I, right? you're like to have so many guests on here that give me their time and want to talk about this stuff is always so humbling but what i just said for a second ago beforehand is that you're a fellow podcast host. And I think that's really interesting and unique always to like, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's just like, it's really cool to talk to somebody else that's aligned with the same vision and same goals. And I hope to get into that and ask you why you do what you do. But before we get into the rest of the episode, could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself?
0: Yeah, you bet. Um, So I was an entrepreneur, um, still am. Um, got into I played college football and then I and then I got into the insurance business but along with uh, finishing up with college football I was kind of looking for that next challenge I, I decided to join the Army National Guard um, and so that took me away from entrepreneurship for a bit as I yeah. got deployed in two, end of 2005-2006 uh, which was an uh, interesting to you know especially being in the, in the guard, that's part of the deal. Right. But when it actually happens, it's a little unique to get, uh, to get pulled out and away from, from your life at home and leaving yeah. your wife and everything else that everyone else that gets deployed goes through, but put the business on hold, which was really probably kind of one of the weirdest parts and then to come back and, uh, to pick that back up once it was done. Um, and just always led to, to be in some kind of a leadership role. You know, I was a Lieutenant yeah. platoon leader inside the army. Um, was a captain uh, often on some of the, you know, on the high school teams that I played on and inside of college and, and, uh, you know, coached football and basketball, high school, college level. And all of it really prepared me for what I do today, which is, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm a podcaster, like you said, I've written a few books. And so everything that I do now really aligns with that, as a coach to impact other people's lives. And, mm-hmm. and, and along the way, I get to talk to some amazing, some cool people, which I think you said, which I think we'll get into, uh, which co- goes into that podcasting part, right? Sure. So it's sure. kind of brief, brief and long story of who I am. Married, um, three three kids, 11, uh, nine, and seven, been married for 18 years now. So um, that's yeah. awesome, man.
1: Noah, I, I, I love that. I'm, I'm a new father. Got a nine month. Well, she's almost ten months old now, so we only have the one, but we plan on having more. So, imagine yeah. three. You have your hands full.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. But it's it's awesome, and as I'm sure you've already you've already figured out, it goes quick too.
1: Yeah, it so. goes it it, it like. I thought my time was limited. I thought time was just, I don't know. I thought I knew what time was. And then I had to, get, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like this whole other thing. And It is just it crazy. Is. But what I love about what you already said is that you had this, like all these experiences in your life, all the way from football, you know, team sports. And you essentially have this accumulation of events in your life that have just, you've built upon and continued to learn from, and you've been able to use them for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And the reason I think that is so important is because a lot of times, uh, myself included, I go through life and I don't, I, I may learn things. I may read books or listen to awesome podcasts, but I don't apply yeah. it. And I'm huge yeah. about applying things. So for you to say that, and articulate it in a sense of being able to pull all those experiences and roll them into the one thing. And the another thing I think is really important. And especially having a leadership position in the military is, is, is very unique. Are there anything like, were there some leadership qualities that you particularly learned being in those positions that you perhaps didn't know before that you learned like specifically being in that situation and you were able to apply to what you're doing now in life?
0: Yeah, you know, I th- some of the the big things that come to mind that are really important to me that I think really probably were solidified in in the army as a platoon leader, as a leader, were you know, especially as a coach, as a parent, as a husband. Just a, yeah, I guess really as a leader anywhere, mm-hmm. um, w- when people are looking up to you, when, when you're leading people, you know, it's so important for me to 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 not only live what I'm teaching and to live like the message that I'm preaching in a way, um, to be the standard, right? Because um, in the army, definitely, I mean, that's what it's all about in the military. That's what it's all about as a leader, like leading from the front and and, uh, and being that standard and being the example. And, and it's, you know, it's challenging, It's but that's kind of what you sign up for, right? I yes. mean, to always be on and to always to be that. It uh, To do that, you know, you have to live, you really do have to kind of live a certain way. Mm-hmm. From discipline and commitment and dedication Mm -hmm. and everything else that goes into it, integrity and and core values Mm -hmm. and uh, characteristics that you have. Um, So that's that's a major major one for me. I think is that just living the standard, being the example. Yeah. Um, You know, communication of course is is definitely key to just being Mm -hmm. super clear and Mm -hmm. certain. You know, because if if you're lacking any kind of certainty, no matter how you're communicating. Like people can tell, especially the people that you are leading. Uh-huh. Uh, especially, and, and then the other one, big one that I that I've always been big on is really just to get to know my people. I know that's okay. that's maybe one that sometimes, especially in military circles, you, I think you hear two two camps. Maybe like you know don't, don't become friends with sure. those that you need. Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> and
0: then others. And I don't know. I think I'm on the other side of that. And you know, there's always that there's always going to be, God has to be that line of like, Hey, we know who the leader is, but at the same time, like really just getting to know your people mm-hmm. to, at a personal level to the point where, man, they just, they know that you care about them and that you do anything for them. And, and when you can, when they can see that they'll do anything for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you know, really important. Those are great points. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw those points. All three of those points are really good to live what you're teaching is absolutely imperative. People are always yeah. watching you, like you said, you're in a leadership yeah, position. Totally. People are like if you're you know complaining about something, somebody's watching you, and they yeah. you know might be more apt to complaining yeah. or some you know whatever you do, somebody's definitely yeah. watching communication especially is with kids massive.
0: man Oh kids are always they're, they're watching what yeah you're man yeah, Doing not what you're saying, like mm-hmm. they're constantly yeah. walk, watching and soaking it in,
1: yeah. And that's why I like what you said though it's it's clearly like i I have a lot of military focus in the podcast, but I always try to say is that it, all this stuff is applicable to anybody, like just being a parent and i'm I'm learning it quicker than anything right now. I mean, 10 months old. She's watching, she's watching exactly what I'm doing. So I gotta start being careful. Like even, even the words I'm saying, I gotta start being careful right now. And then obviously um, the last thing you said was getting to know your people. And I've, you know, I I definitely am the same type of guy as you in that sense. I've always wanted to do that. And it's kind of been difficult for me because I like to be personable. I like to talk to people clearly. I have a podcast, but it's like, and then maybe that's like one of the reasons, you know, we both enjoy this, but yeah. I, I've had difficulty with being myself, wanting to talk to people, and then like you said, you have to know when to draw the line. Is there mm-hmm. anything in particular that's been able to help you be able to draw that line in the sand and like be yourself, be personable, but also be that good, strong leader?
0: Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just having the courage to be able to do that and to make those distinctions when they need to be made, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's gonna be moments or opportunities. Where, you know, whether it's someone in in, in the military in a platoon that's like, you know, that you've that you kind of that you know on a fairly well on a personal level, and then there's the cl- clear time where it's like, all right, the L- LT hat, the army hat is on, yeah. and uh, you know they're kind of waiting to see what you're going to do, right? <laughs> and, yes, and uh, <laughs> and, and they respect you for it when you do do right thing, or or if you let it slide, then they kind of put that in the back of their back pocket and they remember that for the next time and, mm-hmm. and say, I think it's just a moment that you lose forever. Um, so that's, that's the big one is just having the courage to in those moments, you know, really mm-hmm. the job, the mission, the responsibility as a leader, leader ultimately does have to come first. I think that's probably the biggest sure. distinction, right? Sure. Is okay. you know, if, if one has to win over the other, when it comes down to it, uh, as a leader, it has to go to that. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's like the whole mission first mentality. It it literally is. You got to do what you got to do to get the mission done. And if that, you know, if, if you have to not be a friend to somebody, then, then so be it. You're going to have to suck it up. They're going to have to suck it up and you're gonna have to do it for the greater good. As they say, I I think that's really good. And I've, I've had to do that. And I think a lot of times why I struggled with it was because I I cared a lot, what people thought about me as a person. And then I had to snap myself back to reality and figure out that like, Hey, You're in this leadership position for a reason, and your mission needs to get done regardless of how you think that people feel about you.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So I I am a little bit curious. I talk about careers a lot, of course. Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. So I'm curious uh, about your entrepreneurship, and then you went to the service, and you did it, you said, as Army National Guard. So you had to put your business on hold, you said. So how was that decision to go into, like, what was that decision about to go into the Army National Guard? And it clearly at the time outweighed, you know, you were okay with putting your business on hold. But my question to you is like, what were your decisions to go into the service while you were a business owner?
0: Yeah, well, I actually, joining the service actually came first. I was, I'd finished up my last year of football and I still had a year of school to go so I was just kind of trying to figure out what to do. And, and, uh, so I don't know, I just, there's a big part of me walking down the school hall, seeing all the recruiting signs up and, and, uh, and just got the itch to go see the recruiter and, and sign up as I think, you know, really it was kind of more of a, like to see if I had what it took to yeah. to do that. And, to, and so and and. For the next thing, right? Football had been such a big part of my life, athletics had, and, and once that's gone, it's kind of a weird void. Yeah, and so it's kind of like that next challenge, and so so I did that, joined, and then uh, you know shortly after getting out of college, I had a teaching degree, and and um, you know I, I just kind of I knew it wasn't really for, for me, right, and that. <clears throat> um, gravitated towards sales positions and then ultimately got into the insurance business and, uh, opened my own agency. And then, you know, shortly after that got deployed. And, uh, so again, yeah, I didn't, didn't have a choice to put it on hold, but at the same time mm-hmm. it was a little bit weird to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to come back and, and pick it back up and, and, and really that kind of just spurred me, you know, in a CrossFit gym at the same time for a while and, rental, you know, investment properties all over the country. And, and, uh, and then ultimately oh, cool. just about two years ago, just sold my insurance brokerage and, and full-time doing what I do today, which, which was, uh, you know, talk about creating your, your business or your life or what yeah. you do is definitely created that. And, wow. and just like just about any other business, there's n- not often too many roadmaps on how to go and be a, <laughs> a, a coach and speaker and author. And and uh, so I've kind of Figured that out on my own. and Man, that's really cool. An interesting path. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is really cool. There's absolutely not a path, not a clear path, at least. And I think if you just, I always take sol- solace in the fact of just, I do the best I can every day. I try to make the best decisions I can every day and I always try to improve a little bit. And, you know, as I always say, subscribe to that growth mindset. And if you do, I believe that you'll be able to put yourself in the best position and you may fail temporarily, but I firmly believe that in the long run, you will be successful and you will be able to get to do what you want to do. And it's really cool to hear as a fellow podcaster that you're able to do all of those things. You're able to podcast, speak, write books and, and do all that and be able to sell your business. That's, that's huge. That's really inspirational. I, I love to hear that. I love that you incorporated the the create your career into that. That's super cool. Thank you. And that's just like one of the many things that I like to express to people through this podcast is, is that your life even, okay. So I think it's almost a blessing that the path isn't so straightforward because life clearly isn't linear. So you're able to just like create (laughs) it, you know what I'm saying? So you're like, that's awesome. Okay. There's no roadmap. Let's freaking like drive wherever we want Then Let's do whatever we want to do, you know, and some of the best adventures come from that. And that's why I love having like kind of the, there's a little bit of structure to the podcast, but for the most part, it's organic speech. And some of the best questions and answers have come up because of that lack of organization in the podcast. And that's, that's why I love it so much. So that leads me into one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about is being a fellow podcaster. And we've been able to talk to some of uh, the same guests. We've had mutual guests on there. And I know I've learned, I mean, I've learned a lot from these people. All these men, all these women that have given me their time. So I have a few questions, but the biggest question I have that I actually get asked a lot is why did you start your podcast? And the reason I ask that is my curiosity, but also because of what the mission is of your podcast. It's the championship leadership podcast, and we have a lot of the same guests. So that's my question to you is why did you start your podcast and have it be what it is?
0: Yeah, you bet. So, um, you know, I, I think I started the podcast for a few different reasons. And one, I, I really do. I just, I just love talking to all kinds of different yeah. people. And, and some of the guests that we're able to bring on, it's just, you know, people I probably wouldn't have a conversation with. Well, I know I wouldn't have a conversation with otherwise. Mm-hmm. And some, and you get to talk to some people that you know. We're all people, so number one, like we're just like we're we're all equal. But at the same time, it's just cool to talk to some of the yeah. folks that we've talked to that have done some really cool things, yeah. right? um elite in in their field or their profession um you know some of the guests i've got i've, I've probably i think i've even i've seen on your show and i'm like ah, oh, that'd be a cool that'd be someone cool to have on mine and so then you reach out that's like how i find guests is I'll, I'll look at all the other podcasts out there and i'll be like oh this guy was here like um let me reach yeah, out to him to yeah. get my mind and um but why you know i mean as a coach as a speaker as an author um when you're a podcaster, when you have some of these people that, that maybe are, I don't know if I want to call them household names, but but in certain yeah. circles, you know, people have heard of, when you start to associate with people like that, they um, they start to associate you with that level of celebrity expert and authority. And when you're trying to impact as many people and, and bring, get a message out to as many people as you want, you have to get, you know, it's... It, it helps to have a platform like that where you're associating with other people that have large audiences so that they can help to get your mm-hmm. message out to more people that you wouldn't otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the the big thing. I don't know. I think some people might have the thought that you're going to start a podcast and make a bunch of money. And I don't know about you, but I'm <laughs> not making any money from my podcast now. It's a goal of mine. Like, I would like yeah. to make money from my podcast. And I will eventually um, but it's just like anything else, that. man. It's a process, and I love that. if you're just coming in it and thinking that you're gonna in six months like be making a bunch of money and going full time just being a podcaster, like you know you got the wrong idea. Yeah, man. And uh, it takes time to grow, and you got to be committed and dedicated to it, and just like you are, just like I am. Yes. just um, like anything. It's worth
1: anything. So Yeah, that those are those are great answers. And I love uh, your word choice with I will eventually make money on it. And no, man, I've been doing it for a year and a half, probably closer to two years now. And I don't really like I had somebody ask me, they're like, why don't you monetize it? And I was like, I, I don't even I tried once they, this company threw out an insane number. And I was like, I'm nowhere near that. I need to focus on yeah. bettering myself as a host. I need to be a better host. I need to be more personable. How do I do that? Be myself more, be more comfortable in front of the camera, be more comfortable in front of my guests. Try to make my guests feel welcome sooner than uh, than later. Honestly, I think the same thing too. Like eventually I will make it, I'm not putting any time into that, but I think for all the reasons that uh, we have mutually upon us and consistency for sure, like continuing to do it is really important. And I know that day will eventually come and the metrics will continue to rise. And I think the most important part that I'm sure you can agree with is that the with the level of people that you're having on there, and the things that are just the, all the content is being created, the content that is being created, you're impacting a lot of people's lives. Like I just had somebody DM me right before we started recording. And it was one of the best compliments I've ever had about the podcast. And it's just like, th- this is why I do it because these people really care. They really listen and they're giving up their time to listen to your podcast and you're affecting their lives positively. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it, it's That's awesome. Yeah, man. So definitely, uh, not that I need to tell you, but you know, I'm right there with you, and I'm not gonna give up. Oh, yeah, I know you're 100%. not gonna give up, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. What, it, it's it's incredible when you do things for like good reasons and you have good intentions behind them. It's a lot easier to can you continue going because I don't know about you, yeah. but there's days when the podcasting is. Quite overwhelming. Like, obviously, I was uh, I was I was fubar in our DMs today. I was like (laughs) screwing up our times and everything, and I was like so embarrassed. I was like, I am fudging this up. (laughs)
0: You're talking like, yeah, you're running it all. You're setting setting up the the interviews, and you're talking to multiple people at the same time and i'm persistent so i'm sending them out messages all over the place and all of a sudden you kind of forget like yeah man things are yeah whatever yeah
1: yeah keep keeping my direct message inbox is like (laughs) i i try to i try to get back every single day but sometimes they go on for like as you know like sometimes they'll go on for days and i'm like holy smokes this is so bad and i'm i i if you're listening to this i try really hard but you guys know I, i mean like I have a day job, I podcast after that, I have the kid obviously, and it's just like, I try really hard and sometimes I genuinely do have to prioritize things. And I'm telling you, like, if I'm not working the podcast and my family, like I I gotta do that. So um, one of the things that caught my attention about you is I wanna know what's this whole 100 miles in 29 hours thing, like that (laughs) is crazy, dude.
0: Yeah, man, so I I, uh, 2018, I I was like, man, I, I don't know, I wonder if I can run a hundred miles, and so I've, I'm kind of been into stuff like that. I don't know if you ever heard of Seal Fit Kakoro. I did that okay. in 2000. Yeah, so I've heard I of it. 52 hour, you know, oh. kind of modeled after hell week. And, um, and so I'm kind of into these endurance things. And if I have something like that big to push me, you know, that drives me to like stay focused yeah. and work out and take care of my body and my nutrition. And uh, otherwise I can go off the rails a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> so I was like, man, uh, I want to see if I can run hundred miles. And so I decided in March, 2018, signed up for one, a race in June. And, you know, long story short, I, I failed twice, and then ultimately, okay. in the third attempt in October that year, so in about seven months, uh, was successful. And, you know, typically nice. in a 100-mile run, they give you 30 hours to, to finish. And um, so, yeah, 29 hours, uh, I did it. Now I'm going to – I want to do the, the Moab 240 this year. Um, It's kind of in my sights, and I'm training for that. And have a <laughs> good coach. For,
1: good for you, man. <laughs> uh, you no,
0: know, I, I heard this coach. i was saying this to somebody else. This gal, she's like a kind of a a star in the ultra running world. Her name is Lisa Smith batch Batchens. Give you a little shout out, but yeah. <clears throat> she she did. So, if you've ever heard of the Bad Water 135, yeah. So it's like one of the most brutal. It's through Death Valley in the hottest part of the year. And, uh, she did the quad 135. So she not only did it once, but four times like back to back to back.
1: I don't understand, back. man. I, I, I don't no, I know.
0: That. I'm like, so <laughs> so it's like I did a hundred miles, right? Which is, it's cool. And it's, it's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's challenging. And, uh, and, you know, you can start to think, put yourself on a pedestal and then you run into someone like that and you're like, Oh man, I haven't even done anything yet. Like,
1: yeah. But,
0: so that's a, that's also just like, you know, find people that are, that have done things that you want to do to help you get there. Yeah, Wow. That's, but at
1: the same time, I mean, at the same, so like the whole comparison thing, and I, I know you understand what I'm about to say, but I, I want to make note for the listeners is like, dude, what you did, like, I have definitely not done a hundred miles in 29 hours. Like I, I did a, <laughs> uh, I do a, a yearly ruck, 31 miles and it is a ruck, So it's a little bit different, but I'm still saying like, oh, yeah. it is brutally hard for me to do yeah. that distance. And you're doing three times that distance. So that's, incredible. And she's just obviously like some God super freak. It just reminds me of uh,
0: one of my quad. I was like, what, why would someone do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody's asking you right now, as they're listening to this podcast, why would Nate do a hundred miles? You know, like that's crazy. (laughs) You you can drive that distance. It's like one of my favorite (laughs) books is, have you read Born to Run? i have yeah. oh my oh, yeah. god yeah, it's, so, a lot it's of such a good so. book if, if you guys are yes. looking for a running book even if you don't really like running i feel like that's just a really really
0: educational I finished that good book, book and i like i wanted to go run man right know, you know yeah barefoot yeah, ted did. man like, totally motivated <laughs> <laughs> which that where that wore off pretty quick but yeah it was just like you read that book and i wanted to go get the the five finger shoes and like yeah you know, I think that's, they were talking all about that, right? The
1: yeah. Shoot yeah. That's, a, that's such a good, I need to, that's a book I need to reread. And now I have a, yeah. I built a gym in my garage. So I'm like working, I'm not running barefoot, but I'm working out barefoot, like doing all my squats, yeah. everything barefoot. And I love it. I'm doing like calf yeah. raises barefoot and my feet are getting strong, dude. I, I absolutely yeah. love it. But that's really cool that you've done that. Like, uh, I don't want, again, I don't want people to miss that. You did mention that you failed it the first two times. And totally. you, and you continue yeah. to do it. I mean, it's always in retrospect, I think it's easy to draw conclusions like, oh, I made it on my third time. But when you've tried that your second time, you had no clue that you're going to make it on your third time. And it sounds obvious in the future, you know, or in the present, I should say. But at the time, when you had finished that second one, like, what were some of your feelings? Like, did you, were you just like, I'm going to continue doing this until I get it?
0: <laughs> Man, no, like, yeah, I talk about this a lot, but yeah, the first time we got kicked off the course, we just missed the cutoff and, and oh. really just totally my fault. Um, but we thought we had time, so we yeah. we were like kind of caught off guard, but we shouldn't have because it was definitely in the rules uh, and we just missed it by like 10 minutes. Oh. We could have made it if we wanted to, like if you know, had we known sure. we were on, on we thought we were good and mm-hmm. weren't and we got, so 64 miles in, I got cut off the course um, and then so yeah, I went to on the second attempt to burning river 100 in Cleveland, Ohio. And I made it like 75.6 miles. It was all, I was all by myself at that one. Most people have like a support team with them to pace them and do all that. Well, I just went to Cleveland by myself and,
1: Fuck that. and it was brutal of course.
0: It was like the terrain and the elevation was great. Like 23,000 gain, I think over hundred miles. Um, and I just like, I really about 75.6 miles. I just, I couldn't go anymore, man. I was just like moving like a slower than a turtle and uh and so I was just not and at that point I was I was like why am I doing this I was totally like that and I was like man sure. you don't have to do this anymore and so that's you know I I just say like when your emotions are high like at that time my emotions were highs and like man this sucks I don't want to do this anymore yeah. like you don't need to do this anymore and a lot of people will say hey man you, you did great I did which is like I never ran 64 miles in a row I never <laughs> ran 75 I and mean, that is it is impressive and. I did appreciate yeah, what I had done, yeah. but it okay. wasn't hundred miles. And I wanted I didn't want to be the guy that said he was going to do something and not finish it. Like yeah. being your word, being someone that when yeah. they, you say that you, you're going to do something they can count on it. Like there's a lot of power in that. And so I was like, no, I'm going to, that so I went back and did it again. I would have continued to do it. I wish I would have done it the first time, but you know, I didn't, and, you know, we fail all the time, <laughs> right. In life. And, are you going to get back up and you're going to finish what you started or, or aren't you? And so that was the big thing for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the physical failures, any failure can be demoralizing, but the physical failure is like you, you physically feel it. Like you really feel it. Like your body at 75 miles, like I know how it feels after finishing the 31 mile ruck and I, I will yeah. plug that real quick. That's 31 miles for 31 heroes. That's a, that's a ruck you can do. Uh, virtually, we do them for extortion one seven, you guys can check that out or direct message me about that. But that's every August. So anyways, the lessons that you learn through a physical failure is uh, you can feel it. But at the same time, clearly, that's not just uh, a physical failure. It's it's mentally, I mean, you are just sheer exhaustion. And it's just, it's so overwhelming. And those are the like, I mean, you really, really learn about yourself, like, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you said you did it alone for the second time. So, I mean, you must've had some, yeah. um, I mean, that's a lot of time by yourself to be in your own head and, 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 and I mean, there's other
0: people on the course, but I didn't have any of their one with me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, like what were some of the, can you share some of the thoughts you had in your head? Cause you said you were full of yeah. emotion. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I mean, man, you,
1: probably thought of everything didn't you just about anything and everything yeah, yeah
0: it really is it's just like you try and stay as present as possible but yeah you okay. have a lot of time to think about you know you probably just about anything you can think of in your life yeah you kind of have those thoughts sometimes you just kind of totally zone out and you're just focused on what's going on right in front of you yeah. left,
1: left foot, right foot right foot left foot right foot <laughs> resort back to your military training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, that's crazy. Uh, one of the last things I wanted to ask you before we get out of here today is about mentors. I'm curious if an, in business or even, you know, you talked about football was a huge part of your life and like all these awesome things that you're doing. So football, running, entrepreneurship, the military, did you ever have a mentor or have you had multiple mentors?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I've you know, I had. i always had mentors or coaches inside of my life you know I had a great one growing up he was a chiropractor him and his wife were chiropractors in town like small town northern Wisconsin and uh, they were they're about 10-12 years older than us but when you're in high school they, they feel like they're older and, and they kind of <laughs> took us took me especially in a good friend of mine under our wing they're very involved in sports and in the community and and uh, you know we just I, I still to this day am very close to them of course I've invested in myself about five years ago I started I realized there was a world out there where you could actually go pay people and uh they could help you like get the <laughs> yeah. results you want in your life way quicker yeah. than you could on your own and uh and so I've, I've invested heavily inside of my life and, and have had some great mentors through that and you know that's what I do now currently obviously so that yeah that, that obviously a big impact on me but yeah I think it's so important to you know, whether you pay for them or whether you just someone that, you know, like the guy and the, like the couple that I grew up with. Right. I I've never paid them, but they, they're, they're definitely mentors of mine. I definitely look up to them, the life they live, the family that they've they've raised and, and how they live their life is kind of what I strive to do inside of my life, and my family. And so it's so important to have those uh, that you can go to, you know, because they have wisdom, they have time and experience and wisdom. That only comes from time and experience, and sometimes, yeah. especially when we're young, we want the we want the wisdom and the knowledge and the experience without having to go through the time to get it right. You yeah, know, we right. want I think there's, you should be able to fast forward to some of that, and there's just there is no mm-hmm. shortcut for that. Yeah, and uh, and so that's that's why it's really is key for those, and you know, you can you can read books, and and that definitely helps, but there's nothing like actually aligning yourself with somebody that's doing what you mm-hmm. want to do or has done what you're trying to do. Like I said, you know, I hired this gal that did the quad 135 to help me, you know, accomplish a few more things in ultra running that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of, a, she's like, you're still a baby in this world. I'm like, I ran a hundred miles. I've, I've done, you know, I failed twice. I've I've done way more than a lot of other people, but yeah, I still am a baby yeah. when it comes to that world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's cool. But uh, good for you for being able to to say that and accept that and still work towards it. I think that is imperative to the success that you're seeing. Absolutely. And I I do like that you brought in the aspect of saying, you don't just have to have mentors that you acquire in life, maybe organically, but you can actually go out there and seek mentorship by finding these coaches, I I would want to say like a pointer, especially with the overwhelming amount of social media, we have do your due diligence on that person. You know, yeah. do do your homework on that person because there's a lot of people out there yep. claiming to be certain
0: things. Yeah, totally. Yeah, man. Yeah, they uh, they they don't live what they teach, but they pretend yeah. like they do. And yeah. so you do, you have to be careful. Um, just but just like anything, right? I mean, if you're going to buy spend a lot of money on, on something like yeah, do do due, due diligence like you said and, yeah, and uh, make sure it's the right fit for you. Awesome. Well,
1: Nate, before we get out of here today, Please give us uh, Instagram handles, websites, anything, your podcast, anywhere we can find you and learn more about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, Instagram handle at Coach Nate Bailey. You can get a free copy. I, I wrote a book after doing the 100-mile run, 100-mile mi- mindset. At 100milemindset.com, I, I give away the free audio version there. Um, otherwise, my, my, bl- my blog or my website, Nate. Bailey speaks it's got links to my championship leadership podcast that we've been talking about as well as you know everything else that that we do the events that i have as as a coach and um, just about anything that i'm putting out there is on that website
1: all right cool nate thank you so much and you all will be able to find those in the show notes and get a hold of nate and learn more about his crazy running adventures and everything else the podcast it it was just really cool to again talk to you and because you do that and i love talking to everybody but there's always like this uh, extra connection to talk to a podcaster that like feels the pain of like all of the work that it takes to go into a podcast so i appreciate your time man i know how valuable it is
0: yeah absolutely man thank you it's uh i've enjoyed it it's been great all
1: right well, have a good night
0: you too